This is Morning Jolt with Sister Ignatia from the Sisters of St. Francis of Perpetual Adoration. Morning Jolt is a production of Spoke Street Media. Wake up! Hello, Sister Ignatia here, again with my friend, Sister Maria Gemma. Hello! Okay, the last few episodes we've gotten to talk a little bit about your education and background and things that have come up, but it sounds like there's even other areas of like other exciting projects your education and experiences kind of brought up. Can you share maybe a little bit about those? Yeah. So one of my passions has become, well, in case you couldn't tell from the past two episodes, I really like to look at things from many different angles, especially opposing angles and try and find like the common ground. And one of my new passions is how do we help LGBTQ students feel a sense of belonging at Catholic universities? And so Mm. the reason this came up is because I see a huge gap on Catholic campuses across the country. So just to give a little preface here, in Catholic church teaching, truth and charity are always yoked together. We can't ever split truth and charity or it ceases to be charity or it ceases to be truth. Like they need to be together. And so when we split truth... We take more of what we call in the worldly perspective, like a loving approach, and we just accept everything and everyone as they are. doesn't matter. Or when we keep truth and split off charity, then we can become harsh and unable to relate to other people. Mm-hmm. And I've actually seen this happen on university, Catholic university campuses across the country in regards to LGBTQ issues. So what we have is some universities have chopped off the truth aspect. Mm-hmm. So they go with the all out loving approach. We have LGBTQ cultural centers on these campuses. Mm-hmm. We have students promoting things that are clearly contrary to Catholic church teaching. And the Catholic university allows that and promotes it. That's a little confusing. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we have universities who cling so tightly to truth that charity falls off. So then we don't even want to talk about LGBTQ issues on those campuses. We don't want to acknowledge that we have students on our campus who are struggling with these different identities, and they're just basically left out on their own feeling completely Mm -hmm. isolated from everyone. Mm -hmm. So my purpose in this type of research is to say, listen, the Catholic Church is fully in line with truth and charity together We always seek that middle way, that common ground where truth lies. And we can do that with this issue too and on our university campuses. Hmm. Yeah, even me thinking about it, having been on a Catholic campus, like the way forward seems like so gray or like to know what to do or like, yeah, if there were to be a group on campus, like what would it need to stand for or like what elements would need to be there? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Because <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> the way forward is gray. And I mm-hmm. think that's why I love it. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that is hard mm-hmm. and it's going to be difficult and it's going to require a lot of dialogue. And because of that, it hasn't been tried yeah. or it's been tried and lacking in one way or another. Mm-hmm. One main thing I see is that we can eliminate as much as possible, things in our environment that cause LGBTQ students to feel uncomfortable. Okay. Like? 
like even in our own language, like yeah. instead of saying, oh, that's so gay, right? Yeah. Well, what if this person walking next to you actually identifies as gay mm. and feels really offended and hurt by that? Are they going to feel welcome mm-hmm. in your presence and at that university? No. And the truth is you maybe don't even know that that's involved in your language, that that's something that you say. And not just that, there's other terms too. This this is what people call microaggressions, things that just like happen and they're not really directed at a person. They're just part of the environment mm. that kind of create that hostile environment. What would you say to someone who's maybe like has attended a Catholic university or is attending one right now and has experienced like either microaggressions or a hostile environment or doesn't feel accepted? Yeah, I would say I know it takes a lot of courage, but please, please, please speak up. Mm. Please speak up and tell people what you need. Because I will just say like Catholic universities, you're right, sister, nobody knows what to do. Mm. And this is why we need LGBTQ students on campus to speak up and say what they need. For instance, the Eden Initiative works with young adults to build community. So there's different groups of the Eden Initiative around the country who they get together, they have meals together, they have conversation together. Because you know what? LGBTQ students and young adults are also people. Yeah. <laughs> Needing community and <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. love. <laughs> yeah. So let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. In your research, like, have you found, maybe not an institution that's doing it exactly right, but like some good strides forward? And I mean... Yeah. So I guess maybe it'd be safer not to name names per se, but um, (laughs) yes. So I know there is a university right now, a a Catholic university who has established a group on campus for LGBTQ students to just kind of do that type of eat an invitation style where they get together to eat together, to Mm -hmm. have conversation together so that they're not alone, so that they're not isolated. So that's an awesome start. I think because of all of the pushback from conservative Catholic outlets or liberal Catholic outlets, oh, you're not doing enough, conservative, oh, you're doing too much, that's against the church teaching. Because of all of this, a certain amount of fear is created around anything relating to LGBTQ issues. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of comes out, even in this group that I just mentioned, that's doing wonderful work for the students. You actually can't find that information online anywhere. So it just kind of has to be word of mouth. And so... I mean, the question is, what does the secrecy say about that? That doesn't mean it's bad. And that doesn't mean that it's not a good start. And that doesn't mean that we're not moving in the right direction. Right. Because like, if the institution itself and those involved in the institution hold truth and charity together, then like whatever strides forward are going to be like, hopefully come to some good. Like it's not like, yeah, to be afraid that we're going to like do something wrong. Like as we've said multiple times, we're going to do something wrong. But we can acknowledge it, change it, talk about it. Is that, I mean. Definitely. And I think Catholics and the church and Catholic universities would go a long way just to say, listen, we realize that we have isolated you Mm. and we're sorry for that. Like, please, yes, like we want you to come. Mm. We want you to be here with us and help us understand what that takes. Yeah. Yeah, when that dialogue might get to like an issue where, yeah, where both sides do differ. Like, yeah, I guess then what happens like when the Catholic institution can't maybe support an initiative that's against Catholic teaching or promote like 
um, non-binary identities like or something like that like when those become issues like what does the institution do or what do they say to still maintain some acceptance and welcoming environment I don't know yeah I think that's an excellent question and I think what we can do and what we need to do is remember that while we can't support all issues Mm -hmm. or all thoughts or even all claimed identities Mm -hmm. we can never excuse ourselves from supporting that individual human being and from continuing to enter into dialogue with them and conversation with them. Mm. And so even when it's hard, even when we get to the point where someone is gender nonconforming or living a lifestyle where they're involved in a same-sex loving relationship or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. we can't give up on that person because of those things. Mm -hmm. So just to keep that in center, our goal is to love people. Mm -hmm right? Not ideas, not theories, but people. Mm -hmm. In my mind, like translated to like, once that like, maybe that speed bump comes up of like, okay, we're differing on a pretty big issue. Yeah, the conversation doesn't end after that, like after like a no or after like, okay, we can't quite do that. But like, we have to keep talking. And hope that both sides are willing to keep talking. Yeah, of course. Mm hmm. Are there some things that you foresee hopefully being implemented in a Catholic institution in the future? Or like, yeah, what's your maybe ideal of like a welcoming environment for students who identify as LGBTQ? Yeah, I think one of the main things in order for the environment to be welcoming is for the people to be welcoming, Mm -hmm. for the people to be curious about the experiences of others and not to just automatically judge and say, actually, by my words and actions, I'm telling you that you're not welcome here. Mm -hmm. But instead to have that kind of open armed approach and just say, look, I'm here. Like, I want to listen. I want to hear your story. Mm -hmm. It actually doesn't mean that I'm going to agree with it. But you know what? If the person feels received and heard, it's not going to matter in the long run whether you agree or disagree. They're going to realize this person loves me mm-hmm. and no, we don't agree on this, but this is why we can be in relationship because they still hear me. Yeah. They don't try and force something upon me. They listen. Yeah. And then I listen to them and that's a relationship. That's mm-hmm. dialogue. And they don't leave. I like that idea. Like no matter what is said in the relationship, yeah, the love is there and each knows like no matter what's said, like I'm not leaving. I'm not bailing on this relationship. What might you say? And I think, the younger generation, even in like the Catholic church who, yeah, maybe err on the side of like the idea of love without truth saying like, this is what everyone experiences. And if we don't accept their identity and what they say they are, then we're not accepting them. And we just need to accept them how they want to identify and live their life and be done with it. Well, I would say there actually is some truth to that. Mm -hmm. LGBTQ people feel like if we don't accept their gender or sexual identity that we're not accepting them. So I think that is a real issue that still needs to be worked out. I think there is some truth there. But I think for the young people who perhaps do err on the side of loving too much, I think there's other ways to err that are worse. And so I think Those who choose love and acceptance over a rigid truth that builds walls instead of bridges, 
are better off. I think more so like I've seen that comment as like, why don't we just accept people as in like, I'm holding the church at an arm's length because the church is wrong. Mm. I'm Catholic, but you all are wrong on this. So I'm going to accept all of my friends because of who they are, like what that means to me and let the church catch up because it's wrong. And I'm right. Yeah. As if like sometime in the near future, the church is going to be changing our teachings and then we'll all be okay. Yeah. So I would say that person is clearly lacking some catechesis and some love for the church. Mm. So, (laughs) yeah. yeah, So it's not, um, the church isn't going to be changing her teaching on these things because they're divine revelation. Mm -hmm. So people maybe who choose an extreme love and acceptance, I guess, in that regard are in a sense building a wall between themselves and truth, right? So you can go too far in that direction as well. So Mm -hmm. it's not just like that's the right way to choose if you're going to choose one. Yeah. No, you have to choose both. Mm -hmm. So we have to always hold the balance between truth and charity. Otherwise, I mean, charity isn't charity if truth isn't involved. Yeah. And vice versa. Truth isn't truth if it's not charitable. Mm -hmm. And so to live in some kind of world where we think these can actually be separated yeah. That's just going to leave us always confused. Yeah. Why can't we entertain the idea like maybe the church teaching is beautiful? Yeah. You know, like can be beautiful. Like it's, I think we've heard it in very harmful ways sometimes, harmful and hurtful ways, which understandably, like if you've been, if truth has been shoved down your throat, like it makes sense that like any kind of quote truth as you know it from the church is just going to sound hurtful. Yeah. But hold out the hope and the possibility that like the truth can be communicated in a beautiful way. Yeah. The church has beautiful teachings on gender and sexuality Mm -hmm. and to understand and embrace those has far reaching implications. Mm -hmm. And for instance, when we're talking about LGBTQ issues and gender and sexuality, we're not saying these people are in some kind of like weird category or something. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the church's beauty on this teaching for everyone. So for instance, if you're a young adult and you're living with your boyfriend, Mm -hmm. you are not understanding and living the beauty of the church's teaching on gender and sexuality. And so it's not just if you're in a homosexual relationship and therefore we put this to the side. No, Mm -hmm. there are many people on our campuses (laughs) who are not living the church's teaching in this area. And that's a problem. And it's a problem for the church, but it's a problem for society as a whole Mm. that we've come to just like take these things and just make them almost like the new norm. Yeah, We've basically lost Christian anthropology in our Mm. modern culture. So people who are coming to our universities are not immersed in Christian anthropology. They're immersed in secular anthropology and they don't understand Mm -hmm. the beauty and gift of their being. Therefore, we can't start our conversation off with the assumption of a Christian anthropology. Like that's, we're taking that for granted. That that needs to be taught. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be taught. And it needs to be taught, not with a stick (laughs) saying you will (laughs) live by this or else, but it needs to be taught in a way that it can be seen as beautiful, Mm -hmm. as you said, Mm -hmm. and accepted as such. Thank you, Sister Maria Gemma. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay. I 
hope you like Religious Life as much as I do. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, contact us at our website, ssfpa.org. He leads, I follow. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.